They are ordinary people and you would never know. There is no stereotype debt can affect anybody. Uh, hi, yeah, my name's Joe Meek. So I'm the debt centre manager here in Newry Mourne and Banbridge. So I cover quite a large geographical area. We are based in Riffreyland um, and out of Cornerstone Church in Riffreyland. The service that we offer is debt counselling. So it's for people who are struggling with their financial situation. Our statistics show that um, actually it takes people three years to come forward um, to get help with their debt. So they're living in that darkness and all of that building up and maybe not able to open letters or the paperwork piling up or text messages. Debt companies text people and it can be relentless and phoning and it's just, you can just feel trapped in that. And I think that's our biggest thing that we need people to know that the service is here and that we want people to come forward earlier so that we can help them earlier and also that they're not living in this alone. That we actually can come in and walk alongside you in that there are lots of other companies and organisations who offer debt help and it's a great service but ours is different in that we do actually hold your hand through it and walk with you through it. You also find that you're four times more likely to struggle with your mental health if you have debt as well. And that kind of is a vicious circle where it feeds itself in that you, you're struggling with your mental health and your debt and all these calls coming in. You can see how it's just like this storm and we want to come into the middle of that and help you. Money affects everything. Money affects your relationship with your partner, your relationship with your children and your ability to communicate with them and help them And because in the background is this stress. It affects where you shop, the food you eat, the clothes you wear. It affects absolutely everything in your life and then your, your mental health is struggling as well. And also our biggest thing is to offer Jesus in that because we know that he transforms lives. He transforms from the inside out. Like he makes such a difference. And we know that as Christians, that's we're Christians Against Poverty. You don't have to be a Christian to come forward for this service. It's us, we're the Christians and that's why we do it. And we do want to be against poverty. We want people not to be struggling or living with this on their own or thinking that they've got themselves there and, and nobody wants to help. We really do. We are called to do that. We know we, we read our Bible and are, we are told over and over again. Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Jesus said, you know, look after the poor, look after the needy and, and go out and seek them and stand up for them. And where you see injustice, do that. We know that Jesus was a revolutionary, but he didn't overturn the Roman government. He 
was a revolutionary in that he stuck up for people who had no voice, for women, for widows, for orphans, for people who were marginalised. And if you struggle with your mental health, unfortunately you are marginalised. If you are poor, you are marginalised, you're disadvantaged. God's heart is broken for these people, though it's ours. Welcome to Cap Sunday. I don't know what else I need to say apart from that video, so yeah. Um, so this morning I want to welcome up one of my uh, big supporters, one of my befrienders, somebody who has been um, just a real support to me and to some of my Cap clients as well. You will all know Davy Smith, and if you don't, you need to get to know him because he's a great guy. Um, so Davy helps me out, Davy is a befriender, and um, I haven't really been able to use a lot of my befrienders through the whole pandemic and just the way it's worked, not doing home visits. But uh, Davy rings me all the time and shows his support, and it just really has been so lovely. And you will, most of you will know that Davy has had stuff going on in his life too, and with Jenny, and he still is supporting me. He's still coming on a visit with me this week. He's still standing here this morning going to share a wee bit. So I am so grateful for that. I'm not going to make you cry. I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, so, Look, sort of saving, Davey. I am retired. Whenever I feel Whenever I came to Cornerstone, I knew nothing about Cap. Through friends, through Wonder Mel, probably most. I didn't really understand what it really meant. And I remember Joe asking for volunteers to be on befrienders. I didn't know what that meant. I actually spoke to Joe about it, and Joe explained what it involved. And I says, okay, I'm up for that. Retired, kicking stones at home probably. <laughs> I needed something to do to get my mind into it. So that was me starting with Joe. Um, uh, Joe, she's hard to describe. <laughs> she is a person she is. that you can talk to. Really, not even at the depth that you can talk to her about anything. I have a great fellowship with her. And I just think she's one of the best. <laughs> We're here to talk about you, Davey. Um, so, yes, you've answered the question of like, why you volunteered for CAP. But is there anything that you have found challenging about being a befriender? Yes. Whenever you Yeah. When you go to see clients and the burden of debt that these people have, and Cap comes in, Joe comes in, and she draws to get a plan real to take away that debt. And I have saw it, and it, it works extremely well. It might take a couple of years. The, People have to make sacrifices to clear the debt. 
And what have you really enjoyed about being a befriender? Meeting people that I, as John called them, Joe Blocks. Mm-hmm. Meeting people that I have never met. You always have a wee thread. There's always a wee thread there of commonness, you know, that, well, I was a lawyer today, but I've met people that, you know, does different farming jobs now, and kind of brought up a bit of farm as well, and you always have this common, common wee thread, and it works. Joe does his financial, and I try and say a few stammering thoughts and words. People that doesn't know what cornerstone is and what cap is, they certainly do to the time Joe was finished with them. He is a great ambassador for the church and for God. And that's basically. Yeah, thank you so much, Davey. Thank you for all you do as a befriender and supporting me as well. Um, and being brave and standing up this morning. Back on the road, David. Back on the road. Yeah. Joe just sent you a message. Ah, could you meet me? That's how it works. Thank you so much, David. So that's it, guys. It's not scary. It's not scary to be involved with CAP at all. It's not daunting, as Davy says. It's just ordinary people. And God provides that wee thread that Davy's talking about. So there will always be a connection you can find with somebody. And God does that. He does that so that we are making connections with people and just showing his love. So uh, when I came to thinking about CAP Sunday this year, I thought, what am I going to do? now my third year doing Cap Sunday and I thought there are so many stats and figures and numbers and things that I can tell you about but if I'm honest I'm not Alan Murray and I can't make figures and things like that sound interesting. He can if you've ever been to our members meeting uh, Alan Murray stands up and he is the funniest man in the room and he's talking about money. I just don't have that ability. So I'm not going to bombard you with stats. We all know that people are going to hit hard times. So you don't need to know the facts and figures. You just need to know that they need our help and they need Jesus. And we are doing that through this ministry. Um, So I started thinking about what I'm going to do. And CAP obviously have a theme for CAP Sunday. um, And it is my cup overflows. So I thought, well, let's do Psalm 23. Then as I started prepare, my husband is in the office as well, and he informed me that he has already preached on Psalm 23. So I'm not cheating. I didn't, I looked through Pete's notes, but I didn't cheat. I have gone with my own, um, my own talk this morning. Also, I'm not as good at telling stories or as funny as Pete, so uh, let's not um, balance them on a level, please. Uh, so, but the last two years that have gone by, um, and all that it has brought, I think we might all not feel like our cup is overflowing. 
And I thought, let's look at Psalm 23 in that light this morning, because God tells us that our cup is overflowing, even if we have hit hard times, even if things are hard. So let's look at it together. It's such a well-known psalm, and it's a song celebrating God's closeness through all that life brings. So God is committed to his people. He is steadfast and loyal, and he doesn't leave you. He is the shepherd who cares for his sheep and making sure that they have all that they need. So there is a challenge in this for us. If we're honest, where do we look for our security and our comfort and our protection and our guidance? David writes this psalm as a man who has seen great things. So he killed Goliath. Great. He was such a small boy and he was a shepherd and he killed Goliath. He became a king. Greatness. But he also felt great loss in his life and sadness and fear. He compares himself to the sheep, which, if we're honest, are there any shepherds in the room before I say this? Johnny Bingham's not here. Sheep are a bit weak and a bit foolish. I only know because I rode horses when I was growing up, and I remember having to rescue many a sheep that had its head stuck in a hedge, and they would just die if you left them there. They're just foolish. I think their mission in life is to actually die, and shepherds' mission is to try and keep them alive till they can get them where they need to be. So they are weak, foolish, and defenseless, and David is comparing himself to a sheep. But then he compares God to the shepherd who cares for and protects the sheep. So making sure they have food and water and aren't devoured by wolves. So no one wolves here, but during David's time, the sheep would have been devoured by wolves or there were bears and the shepherds had to protect them from that. But also the sheep were owned by the shepherd, so they were bought at a price and it had been paid for them. And we know that that's us too. We have been bought at a price, that Jesus has paid a price for us. And he is that shepherd. So David shows God is his provider, his protector, and his guide, and his all in all. So the first bit of Psalm 23, verse 1 to to three, It shows how the Lord provides. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He provides and I fully trust. God provides my comfort, my rest, my protection. And this image of green pastures and the safety for the sheep to eat and then to lie down and to rest. He restores my soul. So we know that our souls are broken and God knows And he knows that he is to provide the remedy for that. Through Jesus, we are fully restored. Then he leads us through the paths of righteousness. So he guides us. He doesn't just leave us. Um, But do we seek his guidance? Do we look for it? Do we turn around and, and see where he's guiding? Do we look forward and see where he's guiding? Why does God do all of this? He leads me through the paths of righteousness, and it's for his namesake. So it's all for God's glory. What he does for you is all for his glory. And 
we need to give that back. We need to give that glory back to God. That's part of what we do this morning when we come and we worship. But we can do that in our everyday lives in giving him back the glory. There is so much freedom in this because do we live with this feeling that we lack for nothing, that God provides everything and that we're fully content in him? Because we can and we should live in that freedom. So our true needs are all met through Jesus. He is our purpose, our hope, our forgiveness, our freedom from guilt, our constant care, and he's also our access to the Father. He is that bridge back to our Father, to our, to our all. So what more do you need apart from that? So in verses uh, 4 to 6, it shows how God protects. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because you are with me. Just think those speak for themselves. Like if you're going through something, if life is hard, God says he is with you and he protects you and looks after you and guides you and comforts you. He also says he will prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Like he's preparing a feast for you in front of people who want not good for you. He <clears throat> anoints your head with oil. This is a biblical thing that we have all heard of before. He, it's, it's this, this um, care of anointing your head with oil. And God does that. He's the shepherd. But he anoints your head and invites you to the table to eat with him. And he guides then. It's this goodness and mercy shall follow me. And the cup. So as I said at the start, we know it may not all feel like our cup is overflowing because things have been difficult. But actually, if we are in Jesus, our cup is overflowing. We know a hope and we know that care and protection and that guidance in our lives. And I remember somebody telling me a really long time ago when I became a Christian about what this meant, or this, not what this meant, uh, like a pictorial image of this, that you are a cup, and when a cup is full, I don't know why I picture a teacup in my head, like the one from Beauty and the Beast, like Chip, and when he moved, when he was full, he splashed out the top. And I love this image, I think about it all the time. And that if your cup is full, you splash, but what you splash is Jesus. So as you go through your life, maybe not even knowing, when you do something kind, when you show Jesus, when you care for somebody, when you drop off a food parcel, when you um, meet somebody for a coffee, or you splash Jesus wherever you go, wherever you go, whatever your job is, you splash Jesus out of you. Because your cup is full, because you are full of the Holy Spirit, and God has anointed your head. God loves you, protects you, provides for you, and guides you. So even when we go through tough times, and we know we have seen that in our church, we have seen people struggle with tough times, but they still splash Jesus. And it's really powerful when they do as well, it's really powerful. 
But we all can do that, whether we're going through tough times or whether we feel like our cup is just so full and we're desperate to get out and show people Jesus. Your cup will be overflowing. So, and it is Jesus that you are sharing. So I just love that, Sam, because I want you all to feel that God has refreshed and restored you this morning and that he has filled you with the Holy Spirit to go out this week. And whatever you are doing, you're splashing Jesus and just remember that. So Cap, how does Cap fit in with our church? Kingdom Carriers, I love it that John has just finished our core values so I can weave into this. Kingdom Carriers, as Davey said, we go out, we, we, I love my job because I don't have to like try and shoehorn Jesus in. You're coming saying I'm a Christian and I get to just say, can I pray with you? Or, you know, God sees you. God's, like, I, you go into people's homes and some people feel so lost, so helpless. But you bring that little bit of the kingdom with you and people see it and see, see Jesus. Disciples making disciples. We want to be that. We want people to come to Jesus. We want people to have the hope that we know. We want them to have the rest and the comfort and the protection and the provision and the guidance that he offers. And we do share that with people. Um, And we are making links with other churches so that not always are my clients in a commutable distance to Cornerstone. So we make connections with other churches so that they can pick up people as well and show them Jesus' love. Jesus-centered, back to this again, we just share Jesus when we go in. We just share it all. We know that he loves people and cares for them. And we share that from the very first meeting, even the first phone call that's shared, the guys at head office will pray with people. And radically generous. Um, I think during the pandemic that has really been so prevalent that we have been able to provide food parcels for people and people who never thought they would be in need are coming forward. And not feeling the stigma of accepting a food parcel because it's just part of of helping others and you can play a part in that too. So we've had people who have accepted a food parcel and then come back and donate it to the food bank. So we are, we can be radically generous through this CAP ministry. It helps us find people who are really struggling and um, And as things come to an end, furlough is coming to an end, um, we are finding people coming forward, but they're in really, really difficult situations, much more than before. So this is needed more than ever. Cornerstone is needed more than ever to help. So CAP gives us an opportunity to to fulfill all of our core values in Cornerstone. So when I say that, I don't mean like I get to fulfill the core values on a daily basis. Um, and CAP get to do that, or even that the elders get to do it. I actually mean you get to do this. You are invited into this ministry. You can come along and do this and just be you, just be the cup that is overflowing. Um, So when Davy and I talked about being a befriender, um, it is coming along on visits, but 
There are lots of other things that you can do as a befriender. Um, could you do a shop for somebody? Um, could you take somebody to an appointment? Could you give somebody to a, lift, a lift to church or to a church event? And also more and more, I say, could you be the gap between someone and CAP? So at the minute I have people, some people who are coming forward who are just not ready to deal with their debt. But as befrienders, you could come along and keep that contact up until somebody is in a more stable position to be able to be ready to go through their finances. So more than ever, my befrienders are needed. Just keeping that link between church, between us and me before we can even start the CAP journey. Um, as, as I say, people are in really difficult situations. Probably one of the biggest problems that I see is loneliness. Um, and the thing is, we always have a solution for somebody in their debt. We always have an option. But loneliness is a really hard one to, to cure. For me alone, I think if we were all getting involved, we could definitely do some of these things, do a shop, meet somebody for a coffee. Those small things can make a difference where somebody sees another person from week to week. And I literally mean that. I have some people who don't see anybody from one week to the next. Um, so they are all things that you could do to make somebody feel less alone. Um, so yes, people are coming forward in really difficult situations, but there are always really positives. We are able to help people. We know that CAP works. Um, I actually had a client not that long ago who was saying, um, I'm, I'm so glad you've come to take this all away because they were struggling with their physical and mental health. And they were just like, but if you take this bit, I can start to focus on getting well. And when the physio comes to do stuff, I don't have to worry about that bit. So there are positives in it as well. I actually saw somebody this week and they said, uh, I just can't believe you're here. Like, I really thought God had forgotten me. I actually said I thought my God forgotten me. So they did have a faith, but really felt alone in their situation. So if you could help, just get in touch with me. And uh, we'll take it from there. As Davy said, it's a phone call for me saying, will you come meet me? Um, but it's not as daunting, I think, as people worry about. It is just that, just coming along and doing something small for somebody and developing a relationship. So do you want to show? Uh, um, there's a video of a girl who is from Lisburn, and she wrote a poem, and I think this is... Um, a lovely illustration. Uh, it's quite dark at the start, so you might not be able to see the start of it. But she talks about um, God reached out to me. And that's what he does through this. So this is Kylie. It's dark, this place, oppressively dark, 
at sea, open waters, deep trouble. It drowns me. No one knows that I'm way out of my depth, that I'm in debt. Keep swimming, the shore can't be far. But I've been out here for days, or is it months, years? Alone. I am alone. That's the worst part, that no one knows. I never thought that would be me. I never thought I'd feel so weak. I never thought I would struggle to give my kids what they need. But they need, and I have nothing to give. If I blur out this ocean, this black, this blue, it hurts less. I feel less. My mind in tatters, gripped by anxiety. When was the last time I laughed, smiled? When was the last time I breathed? without taking in water. I just don't know what happened, how I got here, how I fell in, into the struggle of not eating, of ends not meeting, of hungry, of cold, of lonely, endlessly attacked by these waves of darkness and despair and devastation, of threats and guilt and accusation, of day after day, day after day, depression, Rock bottom, wave after wave, does it never end? They're building and breaking, they're breaking, I'm breaking. I throw all my might into this one sound. Save me! Save me! Quiet. What is this sound? I'm not sure I've heard it before. Stillness. What is it? I don't think I've ever felt like this. A hand reaches for me. You reached for me. You pulled me out of the water and wanted nothing in return. I felt warm in my skin, warmth in my soul. For the first time in years, I saw light. Brilliant light, like first thing in the morning, blazing the darkness, the end of the night. Unconditional support, inexhaustible kindness, a peace that surpassed all conceivable understanding. You saw me. You find me, you lift at me, and I breathed. At last.
think Kylie says it really well, just that God reached out for her and all that she was struggling in because he saw, he saw what was going on and he saw that she was struggling and when she cried out for help, it was him who reached for her, that hand to reach down to pull her out of the, out of the water. I think it's lovely. Um, it's like a poem that she wrote as well. So it's lovely. Um, so we are going to try and run Cat Money again as well. So Gail Graham heads up our Cat Money. I know we interviewed Gail last year um, just after she had done it, done her training for the course. So uh, it has taken some time to be able to get round to doing it. Uh, so Gail is going to run a Zoom course for a group in Newry and then we hope to run one in Cornerstone. So anybody who doesn't know, um, this is a budgeting course. It's just about money management. You don't have to be struggling with debt to come along. Um, it's just looking at all the money that comes into your house and all the money that goes out and seeing are there gaps in your budget? Is there something else you can save for? Is your budget really tight? And do you want to see if you could uh, free money up for something or even just you know, be able to live easier on your budget. So you don't need to share any of that with Gail. It's probably a good thing that you do it all on your own, so you fill out your own spreadsheet. You can ask for advice, and, and, and Gail might be able to offer that. Um, but it's really about reclaiming ownership over your finances. Um, so it really would be great if people in Cornerstone, when that comes up, that you could support it. I know there'll be plenty of you have done it before. Um, you're welcome to come along for a refresher. Um, but even just to come along and support Gail would be great. It's always worth looking at your budget and your finances. I know my husband's probably laughing that he has done the money course. And, uh, and I haven't. So I will be going along to Gail's course. Um, yes, but thank you so much for this morning, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, and if there's any questions that you have about CAP, just come along and ask me um, at any time. <laughs>